Invest me in my motley, give me leave to speak my mind, and I will through and through cleanse the foul body of the infected world, if they will patiently receive my medicine. Alright, hi, welcome to Starving Artist Phoenix. I'm Tony Machete. With me today is Ryan Jenkins, Ryan Lynette Jenkins. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. It's um, pronounced Lene. Um, I actually go. I actually go by Ryan L. Jenkins on my resume, my headshot. It's not Lene. I always suppose Lene. It's pronounced Lene. It's spelled Lene. That's so many opportunities to ask, and I'm just like, it's Lene. I speak French. It's cool. Lene. I didn't. Yeah. If you didn't get it by the voice already, this is female Ryan Jenkins, which I know has been a point. Yeah, argument for me before. Uh, is that really something that's just like always come up? Like, have you had issues with auditions and stuff like that? Not so much auditions because it's a it's a name and a face business. I I make it my business now to really put my face first. Um, so anytime I send an email or through anything like that, it uh, my avatar is my headshot. So, so, so um, I like that turn of phrase. It's a face business. I make it the business of my face yes. out. Uh, it did happen um, a few times in college because oh, okay. we would have, you know, casting directors come in who didn't know, you know, the students or anything like that. They just had a, a roster of names. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I wanted to ask you about your college too. Mm-hmm. But um, if you didn't guess by now, Ryan is a fantastic actress who works here in the Valley area. Uh, kind of new to the Valley scene, actually. But uh, hey, I want to ask you, so you're from Champaign, Illinois, right? I'm from Chicago. Grew up, um, born and raised in Chicago. Um, I went down to Champaign, Illinois for school. Uh, for theater. Right. <laughs> for acting. So. And that was, you actually had to audition for getting into that school, right? Yes, I did. Um. <laughs> Are they like pretty hardcore? Like, it's... Probably one of the most amazing experiences of my life, and I'll try to give the short version of it. But um, <laughs> by all means, we need to fill time. It's my senior year of high school, I was like, uh, might as well, might as well go into theater while I'm young and able to go into things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so I talked to my high school theater teacher about it. Um, they, the university was asking for two contrasting monologues, one classical, one contemporary, um, and a resume, of which I had none, um, because at the time in high school I was mostly doing technical work because I didn't have a whole lot of confidence in even so like what, trying to audition. Was it like costuming or like what kind of technical work? Um, mostly set and run through. So they gave me a drill and put me in front of a saw. It just sounded super sexist. I realized I'm actually like, oh, you're a lady. You didn't take me costume. You sew. No, I don't. I actually cannot sew, but I can use a drill, and the sauce did not scare me. So I did that and helped build build the sets and helped move stuff and loved it. Um, To me, it was like being a ninja, which I've always wanted to be. (laughs) We're the blacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you know, I learned, always learned the shows really well, and always wanted to be on the other side of the stage too so um i joined my junior year and by my senior year 
with um, two of my other friends. We were co um, chiefs of the of the set crew, nice, okay. uh, and I eased my way into getting a few little small parts um, right before graduation. Um, like what kind of parts were you doing? Uh, just really on ensemble. We did the Sparrow, I think, my senior year. That was the last show I worked on, and um, we. I helped build the set, and then I was one of two characters. I played a student, and I played an adult, which was a, a whole lot of fun, because I wore glasses for one, and didn't wear glasses for another, and, I, and, 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 yeah, and I didn't wear contacts at the time, so I was doing half the show blind, oh all sorts of crazy stuff, and it was so much fun, and um, I loved that my teacher let me do that, and from there, I was like, well... I know that's not a whole lot of experience, but I kind of want to try to go into theater for college. And, you know, looked up the University of Illinois. I know I was looking at a few colleges. Um, the whole idea of auditioning was still terrifying to me, especially for a university. And I'm like, two contrasting monologues, what do I even do? Like, I literally waited till the very last minute to <laughs> figure it out what you wanted to do to like. apply to even ask for an audition slot like literally the last weekend they were auditioning so like what stood out about UIUC that like made you want to do that um part of it was wanting to get out of Chicago um I like I said I grew up there been there all my life and really haven't hadn't seen much outside of the city of Chicago I mean we did traveling you know, with my family as kids, and yada, yada, yada. Um, but it just, it seemed far enough away. It's three hours south of Chicago. It's right between Chicago and St. Louis. And so, to me, it was like, well, it's time to get out of the house, grow up a little bit, and be far, a little, far enough away from mom and dad where I can gain some independence, but still, you know, if something goes wrong, they can <laughs> come crawling back. They can, yeah. And that, and that they could come see me if, yeah, sure. you know, I, God willing, I were to actually get into oh, yeah, get yeah. into the program and get cast in the shows. Like, I hadn't even gotten to that point yet. Just <laughs> like, this was, this was really like, this was just to see what would happen. I never honestly expected it to work. Like, I was going to go, if, if, go and audition and probably fail and get a thanks but no thanks and it was going to be like the one story i told my kids where i went out on a whim and i tried something and you know it didn't work out but i tried so like what was your backup plan if you didn't um, get it backup plan i love um foreign languages i was thinking about maybe going into linguistics or east asian languages and culture okay something like that yeah. which you still do and i know we'll probably talk about yeah, a little, little bit. bit. <laughs> but okay, so like, how did the audition go? What did it, what did you end up doing? Oh my gosh! Um, so I picked my two monologues and had my high school teacher kind of look them over um, right before we went down, and uh, hadn't done a tour of the university or anything like that before. Um, I was super nervous. I did. Um, oh god, I did a monologue from a good husband by, I think, Oscar Wilde, I think. I see it so, it's been so long ago. And then my contemporary was A Raisin in the Sun. Nice. Okay. So, <laughs> I, was, I mean, like, I kind of sort of had, like, I understood, like... Confidence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, this is going to look okay coming out of my... Sure. 
because side note, our knowers, our, our viewers, our listeners, listeners probably don't know this because they don't see me. But you know, I am an African American woman. So yeah, and if we have any viewers, stop staring at us, please. I, <laughs> I would prefer if you didn't. It makes us uncomfortable. Um, and I like cobbled together like a little bit of a resume, just that just pretty much had my set crew experience and. Um, other artistic things that I was doing at the time, like I was dabbling in guitar through high school and, um, you know, learning the foreign languages and my parents are comic book artists, so I had, like, all of this stuff that looked really good on paper. And, um, my parents got in the car that morning, it was a Saturday morning, literally the last day they were doing auditions, and we drove down three-hour drive down to Champaign, Illinois, and they parked right in front of the, right in front of the building that would, I didn't know then, but was going to be my home for the next four years, and I, I was like, I can't do it, I can't do it, turn the, turn the car around, I don't, I can't, no, no, and they were like, we just drove three hours to get here, get out of the car, get out of the car, um, so, I mean, we kind of got to know the city of Champaign just a little bit. We had time. Um, the uh, faculty um, met the group personally because there were a few people still auditioning that day. Was it a pretty big group? It was a fairly, fairly small group. Um, I don't really remember talking to anyone much. I didn't know them. They didn't know me. Um, they gave us a tour of the performing arts building and upstairs and downstairs and we have this many theaters they have like four theaters um and you know at the time i was just like this is really nice this is really cool um i was like god i would love to be here would love to be here but you know still didn't really particularly have any it was like a realistic thing that's like really no confidence that this was going to work in my favor at all so um they did the tour, and um, then the auditions were a one-on-one one one sort of thing. And then after that, there was an interview with the uh, interim head of the acting department. So um, I was like, okay, well, that's how my, that's how my morning's going to go. There's a lot of uh, sitting and waiting, and um, my parents just kind of excused themselves and waited in the car. <laughs> so um, I was there kind of by myself just waiting and working and I walked in the room and um, you know, two professors that eventually were my teachers you know um, kind of worked me over they had a they also had a student in the room who was part of the program to like help facilitate um, like a stage manager first or were they not a stage manager I think they were they were an acting student okay so yeah. they weren't there to like facilitate they were there just like just to sit in and help you know, move things along, and if we needed someone to work off of, um, because I didn't, I, they mentioned this at the time, that they may stop you and rework you in the middle of the audition, and I was like, okay, <laughs> sweet, and so I had a really quick little sit down and met with them, uh, Lisa Dixon and Henson Keys um, were the two teachers auditioning that day, and um, they were two of the loveliest people, but I came into this like completely oblivious of who they were. Um, I was like, oh, they teach acting here. I mean, but they are each wonderful actors in their own right, which I didn't get to fully 
realize until later on down the line. Isn't that such a trip when you like meet someone for the first time, you don't realize what an impact is, and then you like look back on that and like, It is an amazing trip, and you know, they asked me a few questions, like, why do you want to act, and I said a lot of things about, you know, I just love the, the challenge of it all, and I grew up watching a lot of MGM films, and Joan Crawford, and Betty Davis, and I'm pretty sure those names coming out of my mouth at the time, they were just like, where did this girl come from? Like. I also watch martial arts films, and so I just had this like film, film, film. But I also do, did theater and uh, loved and wanted to be on stage. And I'm like, all right, well, let's see, let's see you do your thing. And I did the, I did the classic, classical monologue first, and then I did the contemporary monologue. And uh, they actually worked me, I think, on both of them. Okay. So many, so many years, stuff. yeah, so many years ago now. And um, I felt like I was taking the coaching well, and um, I was having a good time, and I was using the, the acting student in the room, and I, you know, felt like I was, I was giving it, <laughs> giving it a shot, and, uh, you know, just, just riding the experience. I, was, I kept my expectations completely low, uh, and then from there, I went on to do the interview with the head of the department at the time. Tom Mitchell, and I say this, but I, I think it was a combination of the two, um, why I ended up getting into the program, um, but Tom and I bonded over East Asian languages, of all things, um, because, his, because his son, um, I think, speaks Chinese and has been to China, and so, oh, that's cool. yeah, it was just this really kind of organic way, and I was talking about all the stuff that I did you know, theater-wise, like, I love moving the sets, and I love, like, helping and contributing to a creative process, and working with people, and I talked about it with my hands, and I was so emphatic and passionate, and, like, it just all spilled out of me, and I guess seeing that energy when I spoke about it, I would say that's probably the biggest reason why um, I actually ended up getting accepted into the program, which I feel like they did. Um, and before I knew it, it was over, and I was walking out of the building, getting back into the car with my parents, and they were like, well, how did it go? I'm like, it happened. <laughs> and, you know, I was still very much expecting, like, a no from the from the acting department, like a thanks but no thanks. I'm like, you know, logistically, it's, it's the last day of audition. You know, they probably, you know, it's a numbers thing, too, just as much as it's a talent thing. Like, I, I pretty much <laughs> like had it all figured out why I wasn't gonna get it. I mean, sometimes that's a, that's a good way to go into an audition. Sometimes too, not like it's, eh, it's probably not gonna happen. It was good though, right? It was right. Fun. It was yeah. it was fun. I was like, and this is gonna be it's a story I can tell my kids one day. Yeah. Like I literally went into it just to be able to say that I did it. So accomplishing that much for me was enough. And um, so about a week later. Uh, I'm on my computer and I get an email from the University of Illinois and it's like, oh, congratulations on being accepted to the university. And I'm, you know, I read the email and I'm like, yeah, I mean, like I have what it takes to get into the university. So it wasn't quite the email I was looking for. Like, you know, I was going to probably go, end up going and doing some other major. Way. Okay. Um, and that was a Friday night. That Saturday morning, so literally a week later, I'm sleeping in my room. As in, I'm awake, but I don't want to get out of bed yet. <laughs> and um, I can hear my mom. She goes, the mail's come in. 
she goes, and there's a packet for Ryan. <laughs> and she goes, I can see congratulations through the window. Oh my God. <laughs> so she doesn't open it, but I guess she's like snooping around. <laughs> and so she, um, I, I continue to pretend to be sleeping, you know, using those acting skills that I haven't learned yet. <laughs> And so she, oh, she wasn't even saying this to you. She no, was like literally she, just I could, I could hear the, I could oh, hear the outside conversation cool. from my room, and um, she comes in, and I'm sleeping, air quotes, sleeping, and um, she lays the uh, packet on my bed and leaves, and I wait till she's gone, and I tear it open, and it's from the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign Department of Theater, and it says congratulations on being accepted as a theater major. <laughs> That's such an impression. Oh my god, it's so cool. And um, I read it like four or five times and I was like, oh my god, I did it. Oh my god, what did I do? Oh my god. And so, and I, I ran to my parents and I like, you know, showed them and they were happy and I was happy, but I was, it was literally the last, the last, <laughs> the last outcome I was expecting. And um, pretty much the rest from there is, I, is history. I think the, the biggest lesson I had to learn from that experience alone was to not, is to never say never. Right. And to, to you don't, you don't know how anything's going to turn out until it turns out. You just gotta do it either way. <laughs> you, really, you really do. And I um, I accepted, pretty much stopped looking into all to the, all two other colleges I was looking at at the time. Um, and said, this is, if they will have me, as long as they will have me, I'm there. Um, the university does the, the program in a slightly interesting way. I'd like to say the first two years, you're what they call a theater foundations major. So, because they have separate tiers, they do an acting program, they have a directing program, and then all of the technical is what they call level 21. Um, so the first two years, we're literally all doing the same classes all together. So we're all in the acting classes together, we're all in the um, like theater foundations classes, we learn costuming and makeup and um, like stagecraft and stuff. all the basics, you know, has this, how to read and score a script and all of that stuff, um, the first two years. And the faculty is watching you the entire time, because they're all teaching the classes, pretty much. And um, with the acting department especially, after two years, you know, they assess your work, your commitment, and a whole bunch of other stuff, and they decide whether or not to invite you to join the studio acting program for your junior and senior year. And so... Oh, is the, it's totally by invitation? It's, it's not like an application? Nope, totally by invitation. Oh, that's so, stressful. <laughs> yeah, the first, the first, first semester, sophomore year, you can... There's always this shift because we all know it's coming. Um, just like everyone just clenches up as a yeah, class. Sophomore cuts <laughs> is what is technically what we called it. But, oh my god! Um, but they were, you know, we knew about it from the beginning, right. um, and the teachers were pretty much like, if you show up, 
with a willingness to do the work show up and have a willingness to do the work and we see progress and improvement, you have nothing to worry about, you know. It's the bottom line in theater, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. So, I mean, but you still almost always worry. Like, am I doing, am yeah. I doing well enough? Am I progressing fast enough? You know, am I even talented enough? Is it a numbers thing? Yada, 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 you know, all of this stuff. And um, you're working with faculty, you're working with um, the grad students. And um, on top of that, um, you're on crew for um, at least four shows throughout the, um, throughout the course of your time there. Um, your freshman year, you can't actually, you're not allowed to be in any of the 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 program the department's um, like the shows main stage the mainstay shows okay, yeah. so um, usually your freshman year um, you're doing all the little like side theater shows they have a lot of um, Is it things like student run student stuff? student run productions a lot of things they do um, we have like a, a separate little theater um, which what we call the armory free theater where a lot of our separate productions will happen. So they do little things like Impulse 24-7 is this thing they do every year where um, they take seven directors and as many actors as they can and they split them in the groups and write original work. And then, you know, in tw within 24 hours, you know, they put up... Oh, yeah, we did. Seven, right. Yeah, cool. so, so one of those little college <laughs> college yeah, things every, right. every program does. So that's where all the freshmen go because they can't really do any... But they want to be seen, you know? So it's one of those things, like... Because the faculty comes to these shows, so oh, okay. so that's yeah. why they can kind of observe the talent side, right? Uh huh. Yeah. And see, it's like, well, are you are you are you jumping in? Are you you know just helping with the technical side? Like, what are you doing? How active are you in your own career? How active are you in your own process? How much do you want it? Right. Yeah. 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 And um, so I did some of that, and um, just getting to know the the rest of the. The classes too, you know, just because even as you're on crew for these shows, you know, you're working with, you know, your soft the sophomores and juniors and seniors and grad students who are all in the shows, and they were all just some of the wonderful, like the most wonderful and sweetest people. They were, you know, eager to get to know you and where you came from and what you did, and were even more eager to tell you about the program already. Um, which was another really, uh, I guess, great resource was that the students who were already in the thick of it, you know, were all were happy to tell you. Like pointers, right? Um, you hear so much, especially in the entertainment business, about how it's such like a that it's a competition. Right. Sometimes people take that as being closed mouths, and I'm going to keep all the secrets to myself and whatever I've learned. It's for me to know and you to find out, sort of thing. And I never, never got that vibe from anybody there, um, which is, which was amazing. Um, and then, I guess on top of being, you know, an African American woman um, doing theater of all things, and then leaving, you know, the South Side of Chicago and coming down to this little urban cornfield kind of farm college town, and still seeing African American women in the program doing Shakespeare and everything else. My freshman year, <laughs> they did the Scottish play and I was on crew. And the role of Duncan was played by Lisa Dixon, 
my African American theater teacher who had auditioned me in the first place. That's crazy. And so just seeing that alone was like, I'm in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I literally felt like this is where I needed to be. I, I knew I was going to learn a lot about myself and about the world here. Just I guess to get kind of really weird and esoteric, but. Um, on the flip side of that, though, I still had pretty much zero confidence in myself. Zero. I was gonna say, zero, zero. having <laughs> such, like seeing that kind of environment, though, and having such like an, like being welcomed with open arms and and seeing those opportunities being given to other people already, that's got to be a nice transition for someone who like didn't have any. Oh kind of yeah, definitely. Um, but it was really really frustrating too because. Uh, on the one hand, like I admire people so much, and I put people on a pedestal. So I, as, as I slowly began to realize, like, oh my God, my teachers are actors who are like super accomplished. They don't just, you know, teach acting for a living. Like they do it and they're good at it. And I'm like, oh my God. And then they saw something in me, and they brought me in here. Like, what did I do to get them to like me? And how do I do it again? And oh my God, all these students are so talented, and they're pretty, and they have straight teeth, and I don't, and all of this. You know, like, and they're doing Shakespeare, and I love Shakespeare, but can I do it as well as that? Like, oh, it was just a lot of, and I wanted, I wanted to be good, and I wanted to be that model student, and I wanted to be, um, and it was just a lot of stuff I had to let go of. Um, you kind of feel like you were doing it for them a little bit? Like, is that part of the frustration, or, like, you wanted to be good for them, and you wanted to, like, impress them? Yes. Um, very much so. I wanted to impress. Um, like I said, it was a, a, a huge deal, you know, to get something that you didn't think you were good enough to get in the first place. Right. You know, I didn't want them to, you know, end up thinking, oh, we made a mistake with this one. You know, even yeah. though I was like, well, they're never going to give it to me anyway. So, like the minute I got it, I was like, holy shit, I can't fuck this up now. You know, like I felt honored and confused and you know tried to like I you know I didn't want to let them down after they had they took a chance to me they took a chance <laughs> and um you know I didn't want to didn't want them to end up being wrong or feeling like they'd made a mistake and sophomore cuts you know is always looming over the back of your head so um you know I was very I guess intelligent about it all. I showed up to class every day. Classes started as early as 8.30, Monday through Friday. So that was just a thing <laughs> every year. Um, and just getting to see the shows, you know, that I couldn't be in and seeing what, yeah. how the teachers directed and how the students took on those roles and seeing them, you know, come to our class and work with us, you know, early in the morning and ask us questions you know, that I hadn't even thought about before. Just the whole, like, getting into character and scoring a script process. Like, why do you think they say that on the page? And I'm like, huh, I never quite thought like that before. Why you know? do they say that on the page? And, 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 and taking all the other classes, too. Like, this is how you sew a button on and all this stuff. And, you know, some people are like, well, why do I need to know all that? And it's like... Why don't you need to know all that? Like, I'm one of those people, too. I am a sponge. Like, I love information, and I love learning new things, and being, like, one of those people who can do as much of the job as possible. Job or jobs. Yeah. 
So, you know, being able to move the set and understand how this light works and all of that, you know, is going to inform you as an actor too, you know? And if you're an actor, you know, helping build a costume, you're gonna understand, well, they might need a little more space here to breathe. So maybe don't make the corset that damn tight or something. You know, like <laughs> yeah. all of that stuff informs everything else. And like, I loved learning about all of it. Sure. <laughs> and um, uh, do you feel like that has helped you know, in the professional world? Do you feel kind of the consequences of that? Like, yes, yeah, yeah. most definitely. Um, you know, they'll tell me, you know, oh, the character wears this. And I'm like, okay. Do I have anything in my in my wardrobe right now that'll offset that and, and play around with that? You know, um, sometimes I hide in a lot of fabric, and some characters you can't do that with. Um, and and confidence for sure. I think the biggest thing I learned was was confidence because uh, a big part of the program is starting with yourself. Yeah. So it's about not so much becoming what you think is a good actor you become a good actor based on what you already have like where your voice resonates um that's interesting yeah how your body naturally does what it does i mean you know later on down the line they teach you you know where how to place your resonate resonation elsewhere to do different things with your voice but you first have to know where yours sits naturally and what your physical habits already are and you know is that something that they always like i think it was like a checkoff thing my one of my teachers really like quoting like checkoff they always said like you're never gonna not be you you can't not be you. right so you're just use what you are like the same thing but a little different every time <laughs> yeah yeah so i never really got i never really went into it thinking like oh i become a completely different person right my biggest block i would say was that there are things, especially then, there were a lot of things about me that I just didn't like. That I was trying to hide those, cut those off and not use them and try to pretend like they weren't there. Like, you know, I wore glasses at the time, um, had my hair like really, really short and I was straightening it and I never felt like I looked good. And um, I hunched, I had a hunch and I walked on my toes and all kinds of like weird stuff. And, um, typically I was quiet. Um, unless I was asked a question or I really had something I wanted to say. Um, but, you know, so I tried to hide all of that on top of like a lot of negative stuff about myself. Like, I'm never going to be as good as this person in my class. Like, I was comparing myself to the other people in my, in my class who clearly had, um, you know, more experience acting, especially. Um, but at the same time, I was like, well, there's things that I'm good at. Like, I can learn I'm on a log, it takes me no time at all, you know, and it will stick with me, you know, forever. And, you know, I can learn the trajectory of the show, so I will never miss a cue, you know, even helping somebody into a costume or anything like that. Um, I became, so I tried to leave with becoming like a dependable actor in the, in the business sense. Like, can they learn their lines and can they learn their script? And like, if I'm not going to be like one of those attractive and talented actors, I'm going to at least be the one that shows up and people will say, oh, we can give her the job right. because she's here and can do the work. You're going to start with them not wanting to not work. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, um, I know we're jumping all over timeline-wise, but that's kind of just how I tell stories. No, I mean, no, you, I mean, you pretty much kept on the trajectory. Yeah. yeah. And so, 
second semester freshman year is the first time you get to audition for the department, the next, the upcoming. So for the next semester instead of. Right. Okay. Right. Going into your sophomore year, you, you may or may not be in your first show. So you could be on the main stage before the cut process. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, that's daunting. Right. Like if you miss the. Right. Okay. So you you could have you could have been actually doing it on the stage, and then they're like, but you're fucking up in class or something, so we gotta get rid of you. Um, I love you, but I'm not in love with right. you. I don't know. I don't, I can't tell you that that's actually happened, but, you know, anything's a possibility, which is, I guess, the first rule of acting, right? Um, so, the, the shows we were doing that following semester, um, one was Cabaret, so they wanted a song, as part of the audition, I was like, oh god, singing. Um, I love to sing. I cannot read music. I, at that time, especially had no experience singing with accompaniment. So I was just like, we're just gonna, okay, I can't not do a song. Like, those, these are the rules. They want a monologue and a song. Okay. So, um, they wanted a monologue and a song. Um, and one of the shows was um, set in 1920s, like South. So they needed they needed <laughs> black people. So you know, just like okay, well, you just kind of have felt like you had to get through the song part to get the part you thought you were going right. to get. Right, and um, again, the teachers were there to work. Like they, as soon as they know it's coming, they're like, okay, um, pick your monologue. Pick your song. Next time we are all here in class, we'll, we'll do them. Actually, like our teacher, we went and did like the, the audition process. They used class time to work your audition. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And um, and taught us everything. Like you come into the room, you say hello, take as much time as you need to talk with the accompanist. If there's an accompanist introduce yourself, tell them how you're doing the song, any cuts you've made, if you want it under tempo, like talk to them, get all of that situated before you do it, hit your marks, say hello, and the pieces you're doing, and then do it. <laughs> and um, we did it, and um, they took notes on all of us, and gave us the feedback at the end of it all, and was like, here's what, here's what worked, here's what didn't. Um, good doing this, keep that, maybe change this around, don't do this, you know, um, and it, it all helped. I did, <laughs> I did another Racing in the Sun monologue, <laughs> not the same one that I auditioned with, but I did a different one, and, um, and a song, um, something that I felt was in my register that I could do really easily, um, it's, uh, it was Change from the musical A New Brain by William Finn. And I yeah, hadn't, didn't know anything about the musical. I heard the song and I was like, well, I'm kind of, sort of an alto, I'll say, because I don't really know my range and I feel like I can hit these notes or whatever and found sheet music online and paid money and printed it off. And you know, they only wanted like 32 bars. Okay. You know, I can't even count bars because I can't read music, but I had someone who could kind of help me piece it together, sort of. Um, they were just, and that that was the other thing. Like, use every anybody as a resource. So I had other classmates who sang and read music, and I'm like, hey, help. 
<laughs> like, can you listen? Am I hitting? Am I even hitting these notes? Can you give me a starting note? Maybe. Am I in the ballpark? Yes. No. Yes. No. Here's this. Hold that. Here's a. You can take a breath here. That sort of thing. And um, department auditions are a weekly. It's a weekly event. So that Monday night, actually before that, there's a sheet on the board where you sign up for your own time slot. You are not a sign, you pick the time slot yourself. Um, the grad students get first um, because they are contractually obligated to be cast in a show. So they get the first, they get first dibs. Anytime after that, you pick. And I mean, you are free to switch that around until probably that Friday before the auditions. And then everything's set in stone. You have to know when you're going, what you're doing. Um, they even looked at our outfits. They were like, wear what you're planning on wearing until the audition. Um, so I wore like a like a little frilly top and some pants and some flats. Cause I was still, still now, I was never one of those girls to like do it up with a dress and makeup and heels. I can't walk in heels. Still, even now. <laughs> Did anybody ever come in and they were just like, no, all wrong? Um... Sometimes yes, sometimes no. I even later on down the line, I did have like a few fashion faux pas myself. Like I wore something for an audition, and the teacher came back the next day and was like, "Don't do that again." Wow. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, you're right. I won't do that again." Um, but this one, uh, so Monday night is the general auditions um, because the program usually does about three or four shows, they, anywhere between three and four shows. Um, so they audition for them initially all at once. You go, you walk into the room, and it's all three directors for all three shows, faculty, crew. They like they their usually parents, have, they bring your parents. They in. usually they usually have like their stage managers and all those people there, and uh, and the accompanist if there's a musical part. And um, I walked in and did everything. You know, I talked to the accompanist first, introduced myself, and, it, and you know, because I, and as a freshman, it was his first time meeting me. I'm like, hi, I'm Ryan. Actually, I walked in, he goes, hi, are you so-and-so? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm Ryan. Hi, that's me. Uh, and here's the song I'm doing, and I'm doing it at this tempo and all that, and I tapped it out for him just a little bit. I was like, okay, thank you so much. Hit my mark and was like, yeah, I'm doing a racing in the sun, and I'm gonna do, and I'm as Mama, who is like 40 years, <laughs> but I did the I did the monologue, um, you know, made sure I was gonna get my starting pitch and all that. I did the monologue first, so I'm like, well, of the two, I feel more confident doing the monologue. Uh, and then I did the song, and um, just really went for it and belted it and sang it as hard and as strong as I possibly could and everybody's eyes in the room just went. <laughs> like, the, I, they weren't They weren't <laughs> expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. Half of it was nerves. Half of it was adrenaline. Half of it was just, I want to make sure they hear me sort of thing. And I used people in the room. I actually felt really comforted, you know, having some of my teachers there just like, you know, but still very nervous. Like I wanted to do good and impress them. And uh, I threw a shoe <laughs> at like one part of my audition. Like I, during the song, she says something about, I don't I don't ask you to notice what I'm wearing. So I took off my shoe and like threw it. And, oh, so it was like um, part of your slate. Like, hello, I'm Brian Jenkins. <laughs> no, I didn't, no. Um, and uh, That's cool. 
So they responded pretty well. Right? They, yeah, and I, after when it was all over and done, it was it was really quiet, and I gave like a really meek little thank you, and I swirled my way out of the room because <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, I don't know what just happened, but I did that. Um, so that's Monday night. Everybody goes. Yeah. Uh, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are callbacks for each show gets their own night of callbacks. Okay. So there was a callback for Cabaret, there was a callback for Hoodoo Love was the, the ethnic show that, that, that season. And then there was one more, I don't remember what it was now, <laughs> there was one more. Anyway, it might have been a Shakespeare, it might have been a, had to be something classical, because that whole unit while I was there was like Shakespeare and classic stuff. Um, but I ended up having a callback for both Cabaret and Who Do Love. Nice. And Who Do Love, I was called back for the lead. Um, because the lead character is this really, she's a really small stature kind of person. And... Um, you know, she plays guitar later on down, and I, you know, I had it on my resume that I kind of sort of play guitar, yada, 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 and, um... Yeah, I looked at your resume, I actually, I'm going to ask you about a couple of things out there. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and the callbacks were pretty much, um, I want, you know, they wanted to hear us sing again, they did a, we did a couple of scenes, um, the first time I kissed a man was during those callbacks. <laughs> Because there was a scene in the show that had a kiss, and I did it, and I was just like, oh my god, um, okay, uh, and, you know, kind of did a sort of a dance callback for Cabaret, and, I mean, it was all a lot of fun, I mean, it's my first, you know, department audition, just so, to just see the process was just, and the things we learned, like, the grad students, you know, I've been doing this you know, sure. twice as long as us, and some of them came in, like, wearing the same outfit every single day, and I was like, why, why are you doing that, like, what, what are you doing, and it's like, well, it's, it's helpful for the directors to remember you if you're wearing the same thing consistently, you know, especially if you get callbacks and all that stuff, even class-wise, they were like, um, how many of you have had a dance callback before? And how many of you haven't? Well, today, we're going to go and do a mock dance callback. Oh, man. So, like, these, this, this program, let me tell you, I call it the cornfields, but it's, like, literally like a super soldier program of, of actors. They teach you not only, like, how to act talent-wise in entertainment, but they also teach you how to act as, as theater and acting as a business. So, do you feel like, let me win, obviously win, you had such like a great first experience with it, like really kind of developing so much in such a little time. Like, you feel like that that helped you jump straight from college into the like professional life. Most definitely. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. Like I, 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 I know what to what to look for. Um, for the most part, I know how to present myself um, in a very specific way and lead with an email. And here's what I'm looking for and how I, you know, even even the subject of. The subject line of the email is, you know, the, the, the title of the project and the character name that I'm auditioning for, audition submission, right. and I go, hello, my name is, I would like to, here's my headshot and resume, it's attached, feel free to contact me if you have any questions, like the professionalism of it, like is, 
it's 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 like in my DNA now. Um, I mean, knowing like when you first got here, the first show that you booked being a role that takes quite a bit of confidence. Oh my god, yes. Which was nearly naked theaters. So, and that was when you were nude the whole time, right? No, not it was just just a scene. Just a scene, guys. I mean, I wonder where those pictures. Oh yeah, I mean, well, they took pictures, but but yeah. So I mean. Obviously, that's something I, well, actors who have been wearing it for a long time wouldn't necessarily be able to do. Um, true, and um, it still, honestly, it still goes back to the training. Um, they did um, a midsummer's a midsummer night's dream. I think that was my second semester freshman year. They did a midsummer's night night's dream. It's a bacchanal, and oh so it was going crazy. Shakespeare uh, coupled with this concept of carnival and you know yeah. wine and wind doing and, yeah. doing it up like a really big party and uh, there were a few people that got naked on that stage wow. and i was like wow now i've seen some of my classmates naked and and just to know the process of them going through that and yeah. having the faculty you know be in the room directing that show you know you know, getting naked in front of your teacher. It's like, oh my god, I had to get naked in front of my teacher. Why? Um, so at that, like, during that production, did you see them and think, like, I could do that? I was, I was hoping. It was inspirational for me. I was like, I would love to one day reach a point where I could be that confident. You know, to get up on stage and do that. Like I, you know, really work hard at trying to hide as much of myself as possible because you know i was teased from being so skinny as a kid and you know <laughs> all sorts of stuff um you know being a woman and kind of flat chested is always like oh my god i'll never get any parts because they don't hire flat chested women anyway <laughs> um and then you know fast forward you know six years later and I'm on stage in Phoenix, <laughs> letting it all hang out. You know, the only woman role in that show, and um, she's and and she's um, a a sexual character, and she's a she plays off of the lead. She is a, a romantic interest too, and so you know, to come from oh my god, I'm so thin and flat chested and not so pretty, and my teeth are still crooked. And to still be on stage, and, you know, with all of that, you know, with short natural hair and no clothes for like 15, 20 minutes, um, and I loved it, and I, I was confident enough to do it. Um, and I mean, yeah. this is, I mean, you kind of brought it up a couple times when you did that, like, with them saying, you saying like for the hoodoo love that they, you expected to be called back for that because, like, you're seeing some of that stuff, like that. That show wasn't asking for that. that was, not at yeah, all. Oh no, not at all. Um, and I, I auditioned for it. <laughs> it's so funny. I auditioned for Cock. Um, again, one, because it would be a challenge, but two, I had some experience with the show prior um, because as part of our senior showcase, graduating from the University of Illinois, um, some of my classmates actually did a scene from that show, and um, there were at the time a, an alum had just, I think, finished doing a different production of it uh, somewhere somewhere else, 
And so I was like, oh my god, you know, I kind of sort of know this show. I know it's British. You know, I'm trying to get out here in Phoenix and show up and make sure people know me. And I'm like, why not audition? Let me go try and some hanging job too. And I would do it. And, like nudity required and I'm like well I've gotten past this point now where I'm like I'm I don't have a problem with that anymore <laughs> I'm still just as good looking with all of my flaws and whatever um yeah and I went and did it and auditioning now is so much fun to me um and that just came from doing it so many times in the cornfields at the university um but it still it still took a lot of a lot of time those first two years yeah i was going through the motions for the most part and like i wanted to do well and wanted to get better and wanted to progress but i still felt like i don't know freshman cuts that's probably where all of this uh, sophomore cuts is probably where all this is going to i'm gonna hit that wall eventually uh <laughs> And uh, so a uh, sophomore cut kind of sort of happens where um, at the end of every semester we do like final presentations and all the faculty comes and sees it and, you know, eventually, you know, the faculty will meet with you and kind of talk you over and things like that. Your first semester, sophomore year, at the end of that first semester is when all the notices go out. And so you either get a yes, we love you, come come to the studio acting program. Yes, we love you, but here's some things you need to work on. Come to the come to the program, or you're not right for the program. We we advise you to either go to one of the other facets of theater or or don't do this at all. So they had one shot, one shot of getting in. Wow. Pretty much. Um, I think there was one person in the entire time I was there who was initially told no and fought and protested and actually got got into the program um, through sheer but they were like they fought for it and had the, the work ethic and the talent to back it up um, yeah <laughs> and so but um, I uh, we all have our like our little bitty mailboxes where all of our stuff goes, and we all <laughs> had our letter. And you know they tell it tell you to open it, read it. Oh, outside of the no, outside of the the, the building. Um, same thing with, all, with the cast list when they post the cast list at the end of the week on a Friday is when they finally post the cast list for all three shows. So everybody sees it. You see it. You read it. You go elsewhere and celebrate or cry or do what you need to do. Like, don't do it there right. if yeah. you can help it. Um, and it's, it's, it's all so very exciting. Like, the stage managers and the people on crew for the show know the shows are happening at least a year in advance. So as you're preparing for your audition, you can go into the costume shop and already see renderings of what you could potentially be wearing if you were cast in the show. It's, it's, it's like, crazy. it's crazy. And, um, so anyway, you do the whole thing and then you find out at the end of it whether you're cast or not. And it's, 
like you sign off, you, you actually sign an initial like if you ex- you have to accept the role. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, still, they do it so much like a business. Like yeah. this is who we want. You have to accept the role first, and it's yours. And um, oh boy. But anyway, back to the freshman, uh, right. sophomore cuts. I get my letter. I open it. And it's, um, yeah, we are, dear Ryan, we are pleased to invite you to join the studio acting program. But mine was a yes and. It's a conditional. Yes, yeah. mine was a yes and, and here's all the stuff you have to work with. We, we want you to work on. Because this is where, this is where you need work. Um, and I took that letter home and I slept with it under my pillow for like a day because I was so happy. But then I took it and I stuck it on my wall right over my bed and I read it I read over it like almost nightly like this is what I need to do like these they're serious about me and so I need to I, I had to start making a turn for myself too um, because a lot of what was getting in my way was my own self-doubt was that what they were saying on there? pretty much like well you have you have scattered focus and you know your physical habits are scattered everything was scattered because you know one minute I was in it and I could say the lines and do it and then on the other hand I was like you know second guessing the right. second guessing the thing before I did it you know like uh, nothing was fully committed right like, yeah. yeah I didn't I didn't have it at all and finally I had to make this shift like like I am an actor and I need to start acting like one and I need to start believing in myself like one I, I it started to make no sense to me to have other people believe in me more than I believed in myself um, I was like that's so very stupid like why like, no that makes no sense stop doing that it's a great lesson to have actually I'm yeah like just that's that is a great way of looking at it I'm yeah like, I was like these people offered asked me to come out here to learn how to do this yeah. they're inviting me to do the even more hardcore stuff now that takes even more commitment than what I was doing already. And I'm still not sure if I'm cut out for like, I, I was just like, I, like I literally sat down and had to talk to myself. Like you are fucking up your own life right now. <laughs> like, like you want this, do what you need to do to get it and believe that you have what it takes to get it. And it still took my junior and senior year to get me through that. And, um, you know, there was a, there were a few bumps along the way. Some start of the semester, I was really into it, and I would say yes, and I was attacking, and, and you know, showing up in class, and everybody was like, yes, she's here, and then I would backslide a little bit and get a little too like caught up in my feelings, and you know, yeah. I would backslide and be like, what's going on? Like, stop, stop doing that, stop doing this, and you know, trying to and auditioning and some. I think there was one semester from between sophomore and junior year. There was one semester where I didn't get cast um, in a department show. Yeah. Um, and rightfully so. <laughs> like I didn't do I didn't do anything right. <laughs> I didn't do anything right that time. Um, it was all on me. Like I should have if, if I had done things differently, I would have probably ended up in a show. Um, so that semester I ended up doing three shows with uh, like outside of the department of theater nice. okay. um, 
So I was like, I can audition for all the other theater groups that do theater here that I've never gotten to do theater for because I've always been in a department show. So uh, you took that and you're like, it's not, I'm going to stop working. Right. And did literally three, three shows in that one semester instead of the standard one show and almost killed myself because it was just so much. It was work and rehearsals and tech and work and rehearsals and tech plus class and rehearsals and tech and, um, and, and still trying and pushing myself even further to do more auditions um, because I still had you know nerves about them and eventually I was like I gotta get to a point where this is the this has to be the fun part of the job because this is part of the job like this that that's all they kept telling us was that this is 90% of the job so you need to be you got to want to do it <laughs> you know this needs to be the easy part okay, right and be okay with being told no and all of, all of that stuff and, and the studio program is probably like Marvel's Weapon X program like you got your voice class and you've got your movement class and you've got your stage combat class and you're gonna learn you will learn it all and do it and and you're, you're acting for film and you're acting for this and you're the dialects and accents class and you're gonna learn the phonetic alphabet and you're <laughs> you wanted it. You, you wanted it, and you got it. And you're probably gonna be at a show. So then, like, literally, your entire day is class, maybe lunch. We had theater history off in another building somewhere, and then rehearsal with your teachers that you just saw all day long. You know. So, um, and. The auditions kept getting easier, the roles kept getting bigger, and before I knew it, you know, it was my second semester, senior year, and it's time for so many things going on. We didn't, our final, we didn't have final exams. Our finals were our presentations. Well, your senior year, your second semester senior year, right before graduation, is the senior showcase. So it's, and it's completely student run. Like we have a teacher, you know, who helps direct and put everything together, but we pick the scenes that we're going to be doing. Um, we pretty much pick as a group who's doing which scenes and who would work best cast together. Um, what order they should go in and then we work them and 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 work them some more and then we do them as we've worked them finally and present them to our friends and faculty before we take it on the road up to Chicago and perform it for the casting directors out out there in Chicago. Wow. And 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 we do it and it's it's the craziest thing and you're just like yeah. and you're taking everything you've learned over the past four years and like you're you know preparing prepping your headshots and you know making sure your resume is up to date and as current as can be and you know yeah. they, they give us a couple days in Chicago to do do the showcase yeah and then um do they book it for you? Or you yeah. We book it. Um, we're in charge of getting there ourselves. So we as a class caravan up to Chicago. And um, we all stayed and 
classmates' houses or you know apartments that were near the, the location um, in downtown Chicago, and um, we did like a daytime one for friends and family in town, and then the nighttime one was showtime. Wow. And, um, like, you want to be an actor? All right, well, fuck it. Here you go. They showed up, and again, it was still done with like so much love, um, because because the faculty worked so hard, and their actors themselves, they had already had you know a lot of casting directors come in and work with us before. Um, some of our very own alums that year. You know, or who, who had graduated the year before, went to Chicago and started their own theater company. So wow. they came and scouted, scouted us, even though they had known us for you know, you know, I've known them since my freshman year, and you know, yeah, right. They were holding my headshot resume and just, you know, and and you know, had seen me yes. grow from this little meek glasses wearing girl up there, you know holding my own and um, you know the next day and we all celebrate in the next next couple of days you know we get to stay in town to see if casting directors call us in um, you know and a few I think a few of our a few of my classmates did actually have you know follow-ups that following week I actually was contacted a couple weeks later to go back up and um, an audition for uh, a casting agency out there. So did you get a chance to do it? Or? I did. I got a chance to do it. Um, and what they told me at the time was they had already had someone who was kind of my type then, so they didn't want us to be in direct competition with each other. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, so much growth. I am a completely different person coming out of the program than I was then. Um, you know. Fast forward a little bit then. So now you ended up in Phoenix. Um, so how long were you in Phoenix before you started auditioning? Oh boy. Um, we, my boyfriend and I, we got here June, the middle of June 2015. My first audition, I want to say... Was with uh, it was with Mesa Encore Theater. They were doing the Wiz. That might have been August or September of 2015. Wow! So a month, maybe two. You're just putting yourself out. There. Right. Yeah. No. Without knowing anybody. In town, Without right? knowing anybody in town, it took me. I was practically. I was. I got a callback and was late to the callback because um, I didn't know the transit system out here. Yeah. It was on my own getting there. Um, and and ended up turning, they offered um, me a part in the ensemble, and I turned it down because logistically, I was like, it's going to take me this long of a train ride plus a bus ride to get out here, and then trying to get home from that. It, at that time, I was like, I jumped. <laughs> right. I jumped in. and um, So was it difficult to like... Get yourself set up, like work your way into that audition, or do you feel like pretty comfortable just going for it? Um, because it's a musical, um, I still have trouble with musical auditions um, because I don't read music in terms of sight reading, um, singing wise. Like I can look at it now and tell you what note it is, but I can't sing you that note <laughs> unless I've heard the melody first. Um, but I went and did it, 
you know, it's the Wiz. Sure. So, again, I fit the look of, you know, the show. Um, so I showed up, you know, with like a cute little dress and some flats and, you know, tried to look as young as possible. Because, <laughs> I mean, Dorothy is anywhere from like, you know, you know, a late, late teen to a very young, in the Wiz, I mean. Right, yeah, yeah. This, this youthful innocence about her. Um, you know, and had a, had a great time with that. And then auditions for Cox was um, October, I think, about. I started seeing notices about it to do that. We're, yeah, we're, we're talking pretty much about it. Okay, cool. Um, you know, and it was, you know, I hadn't seen, I didn't really know any of the theaters out here. I'd done just a little bit of research before we came out here. And so I was slowly adding, you know, and following some of the theater groups out here on Twitter before the move, um, and liking Facebook pages if they had them. Yeah. That sort of thing. And, um... Were you making contact with people from these theaters, or...? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Um, auditioned for that, and then I auditioned for... I was auditioning for as much as I could. Yeah. Um, uh, I did, I auditioned for Essential Theater in September. Wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah. Um, that was actually before Cox. So I did uh, audition for that. It was a theater company and they did playback theater, which I had never heard of or seen before. And um, at the audition, they told us what it was and showed us how they do it. And, and what it takes, what it, what it takes to do. And That's pretty improv heavy, right? It's very improv heavy. And I, I did a little bit of improv in college. I joined um, one group and kind of worked with them a little bit. Um, and a lot of, I, I guess, a lot of the training itself is some improvisational and just being able to, you know, be able to stay aligned a million different ways takes a little bit of, you know, improvisation. Yeah. And um, even though I hadn't done it or experienced it before, it seemed familiar to me in the way that they use it's a full body form of acting. And um, I loved it and wanted to be a part of it and um, had a callback. Um, I initially auditioned, they have two specific roles where you're either an actor. Um, performing, or you're a conductor who kind of facilitates the performance um, because it stems all the all of the performances stem from the audience sharing a story. So the conductor acts as the liaison between the audience and and the ensemble on stage. Um, and I auditioned for both. Um, you know, having the acting experience, but also being open to speaking with people, speaking with people, yeah. and you know, whatever you, you kind of want to. There's already so many limits in acting that yeah. you want to try to be as open as possible and not limit yourself to, oh, I just want this one role, and if sure. I don't get it, you know. So that goes back to picking up every little skill that you could, right? Mm -hmm. like, right. Yeah. If I can do it all, if I can do it all, and they let me do it all, I will. I will attempt to do it all. Um, and I was called back for the actually conducting role, and um, I was with them for a year. And um, it's 
it's a wonderful job and it was it's wonderful to have been with my first theater company you know moving out here you know I auditioned in September they offered me the job in October and I was with them up until December of last year and um, it was a wonderful wonderful learning experience um, but over time we just, we just discovered that there were certain habits that I had as an actor that weren't necessarily conducive to conducting okay. and um, they had to let me go and uh, kind of my first foray into sort of a, like a devastating experience it was losing a job it was you know being told that you know you're not necessarily cut out for this not what they wanted at least yeah yeah and um the other half of the training is learning how to accept that and work with that and know that you're going to be told no sometimes you'll be told yes and then eventually later told no and what that means for you and how you how you move past that if you move past that you know um I took it in stride. It was I was sad to leave, you know, the, the people and the artists that I had been working with over that past year. Um, but I learned so much, and I was so incredibly grateful. And you know, my mind immediately went, "Well, I've got other stuff to audition for now." <laughs> like, What's next? Yeah, here's the okay. Well. Maybe not another theater company, but you know, there's new shows coming up. So and you were auditioning for other stuff the whole time you're with them, right? Yeah. Do you feel like it was necessary to like juggle multiple gigs at the same time? Um, because I I thirst for wanting to do this as full time as possible. For me, yes, it's uh, it's very much about having my hand in as many. Pots and, pots and projects as possible. Um, the word audition now is like a trigger for me. Like I have my phone set audition. up for, you know, <laughs> certain casting groups out here. You know, as soon as it pops up on the Twitter, I'm like, what? Who? And I'm like, what are they looking for? What do they want? Is it me? And sometimes <laughs> it is. And I'm like, here's my stuff. Here it is. Here's me. Yeah. Like. I'm probably like one of their first responders and they're like, you know, we just posted this like 10 minutes ago and bing. <laughs> You're in their office like, all right, hi, 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 I heard you were looking for, um, hi. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Call me. I'm here. Like, Has it ever been an issue getting a job by trying, like saying that? You're like, I'm also auditioning for this or I'm also, you know, doing this job. Like just logistically, um, have you found that pretty much everyone's flexible on their understanding? So far, it's pretty understanding. Um, right now, I try to have a system where I'm like my auditions tend to be pretty spaced out. This past this past September, especially, I've been I had like a really slow summer where I didn't really do much of anything. I joined a murder mystery company. And summer is their slow season, who knew? I didn't. <laughs> so I joined them the end of spring and then summer did like two shows and had just left um, my non-theater day job. So uh, nothing was coming in. 
and I was just like, I didn't do any work over the summer. What happened? What happened that I was like, well, how many people here know who you are and what you do? And I'm like, some of the, none of them. <laughs> almost, almost none of them. And I'm like, well, when was the last time I went on, on an audition? Well, this past September. You made up for some last time. <laughs> literally every weekend I was out. Oh auditioning for something or doing a murder mystery show and I was still with Essential Theater at the time so I was doing that too it was theater, 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 theater anybody who would let me in the door saw me <laughs> and before I knew it I had done uh, I had auditioned for the Stray Cat Theater show anything you hear and only half of what you see got called back for that was in that show um had a, just one audition over the summer, which was for a permanent collection, which, you know, so I had this one show that was going up in January of 2017, <laughs> but the rest of the year still hadn't been planned out, and so before I knew it, you know, I jumped in and got the Stray Cat theater show, and did like a few films over the summer, and um, so these, like, student films, uh, these were indie films, short, short films, um, and a music video of all things I had never done before. Um, I didn't have to sing, so. Um, how, was that just a, something you found online? Or something, how something I found online. Uh, Facebook uh, has been a life. Yeah, let's a life saver. How do you find your auditions online? Okay, um, mostly Durant.com. Durant Communications.com. Durant.com. Right. Uh, <laughs> and. Um, I, I start there first. Uh -huh. um, there's also Zony.com. Okay. Um, so these are like go-to websites. Go-to like websites that. here in the valley specifically. Yeah. Um, that I didn't know about until I got here. Um, and then there are a few groups on Facebook. Um, Zony has their own um, Facebook page. Laura Durant, who runs Durant.com, um, has a couple of pages as well that she um, posts to. A lot of them are just like Arizona Actors Group sure. or um, Phoenix Auditions, Classes, Workshops, etc. That group will post So were you just like, did you just start off basically just Googling Arizona Auditions or Phoenix Auditions? Googling Phoenix Auditions and adding, you know, who, whoever I was meeting. Um, during these auditions, I started... Um, getting even more professional about it in the sense that I started keeping like an, an audition log and a submission okay. log, like who I was submitting to, who was in the room, who was directing the production, you know, what role I was going for, what I wore that day, what pieces I did that day, was it a cold read, did they send me sides before, like what, what, what. Um, if there was a callback, that's logged in there too. And then, you know, over the course of the last year, I can go back and look at that and go, about half of the stuff I auditioned for, I got those parts, and half of them I didn't. And as an actor, that's like, yeah. that's about where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. a great race. Yeah. Uh, um, since you took such good notes like that, did you look back and notice any patterns with things where things you did where you got them all, or that you didn't? Like, were you better with cold reads? Were you better with like monologues? Most of it, honestly, is a. Uh, it's a preparation thing. Okay. Um, some of them, like I said, were 
were cold reads. It's really just about showing up ready that day. So you could look back and say, like, I felt good about this one and I got it. That type of thing. There's a, there's a, there's a few like that. Um, you're never entirely sure. There have been some where I was like, yeah, I think I nailed it. And then if I not, maybe, maybe you didn't. Um, and I think really what that process does is just it gets it out of your mind. Okay. And so much that you really don't think about it like, yeah, I nailed it, I'm going to get it. Or I did really shitty and I'm not going to care for that. It's like, here's what happened, here's what I did. Okay, makes it more objective. Off to the next, and, and then I'm already, I'm already at the next one. Um, some of them were like two show audition, two, two audition, double audition days where I was like going from one to another. And so it's important to clear it out that last one. Right, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and taking notes on who else, who else I met. Like if I had a conversation with somebody or, you know, who the director was just so I could, really I was, for the most part, going in there just so they knew who I was, what I looked like, and my name, and I knew who they were. Sure. Um, at this point, it, some of them I wasn't even going in to like get a role. It was just to be, just to say, you know who I am. Yeah. So when you do come around to that role, right, today, yeah, right. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm not getting parts. I'm like, why am I not getting parts? Well, I'm not auditioning, and these these people don't know me. You know, there's a very um, there are a lot of talented actors here, and you see them all the time, and they work with specific groups who know them very well. And I'm like, well, I'm just this girl with a degree in acting who came from Champaign, Illinois. Nobody's going to know me until I walk in the room. Have you ever said... No, no, it's fine. Have you ever gone into an audition knowing that you couldn't accept the part without, like, if they gave it to you? Like, have you ever walked in solely for the purpose of, like, I can't take this, but at least wanted to see me? I don't... Think so. I try very hard. Like stay open for what To stay open, yeah. I don't. I don't think I've. I don't think I've gotten that far yet. Um, there have been a couple auditions that cut it kind of close. Okay. Where I would, you know, essentially be in performances for one show while rehearsing for another. Um, but if they're willing to work with that, I'm willing to work with that sort of thing. Um, At what point do you feel like you have to turn down the show? Because like, I know you you start off, I think you couldn't make that first just because there's no way you're going to be able to make it every time. I was, yeah. yeah, I was still learning the city right. for, for the most part and had no guarantee and came here and, and had come here with like very little money too. Yeah. And public transportation cost money. So it was just like, and I don't believe that was show at the oh, time either, okay. so it was, it was a lot of like, well I got out there and did it, and these people know me now. And so it's got to be pretty extreme, like. Uh, yeah, it's got to be super, at what point yeah. do I turn down a role? Um, it still unfortunately comes down to a transportation thing sometimes, um, because I don't drive yet. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't have a vehicle to get around. Um, once that happens, I will probably be even more everywhere than I, I'm already trying to be. Um, <laughs> Just gonna be unleashed. Yeah, for city. sure. Like that's the plan. That yeah. is really the plan. Um, 
really it, it just becomes like a logistical transportation sort of thing. Like, can I sustain traveling for this long publicly on top of my day job and doing the rehearsals and um, and and doing it professionally, which means making money doing right. it. Will I be offsetting any cost I'm taking? Sure. Traveling, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, not to say that I'm only looking for roles that are paying a certain amount of money because I'm not. Um, but I do, I do feel that because I went to school and you know, and paying money and, and owe people money <laughs> for for learning theater, I should, I should be putting my degree to use. Um, the last thing I wanted to do when I graduated was to have this piece of paper that said acting, graduate, Ryan L. Jenkins graduated with high honors from the Department of Theater, concentration, acting, and not be doing any of that. Like, I literally went into this thinking, like, this, I, I'm going, I want to make a career out of this. You invested in yourself. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very much so. It took a complete mental overhaul, um, and it's it's still it's still a work in pro progress. Um, some days I'm like, here I am, I'm in the room, and there are other days like, you know, I'll look around at who else is at the audition, and some days I'm like, not so much that they're better than me, but I'm like, oh, I hope they get the part. Like I still right. don't have I don't have the competitive. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're a little bit low on time, but I do want to kind of touch on something you've already talked about a little bit. But okay. just looking at like the resumes that you have online and like what I've seen of you and what I know of you, and just like you, it's been said like you you like to kind of learn a little bit. You're a sponsor and things, but you know so much different stuff. It's crazy. Like I saw on your resume, you advertise. Hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat and single sword combat certification, band dancing, tap dancing, belly dancing, hip-hop guitar, um, comic book illustration, Japanese and Chinese, uh, voiceover work. So, like, have you... <laughs> I guess even in the stuff that's, like, not necessarily directly related to, like, this art form, like, do you feel like it's important for somebody who's pursuing the arts to have that wide range? Definitely. Definitely. Especially um, if you're one of those people who can learn from various different methods. Um, there's so many different things that take a completely different process and it trains your brain in a completely different way, you know? Um, hip hop is a completely different form of dance than belly dancing. Even though they both use, you know, same tools, kind of, same yeah. tools and body parts, you know. Um, yeah, most definitely, I would say if you're a writer, you know, study music or you know have a musician that you that you like or you know try a new dance. It's all especially about learning something new. New skills are always always a great way to also like network and meet new people That's um, and it just it just makes you a, a more well-rounded person most definitely I would never talk people out of like learning 
something new. Um, and don't ever think something won't be useful. Because it most definitely will be. You know, I studied um, Japanese and Chinese in high school because I love anime and wanted to live in China and wanted to marry, you know, someone who was Chinese or Japanese and be able to converse with them and their family, but also, you know, be a voice actor who could do both the English and Japanese dub. You know, and, and just in itself, you just said like five different applications of doing that, right? So, yeah. You know, and um, you know, maybe be a translator one day still too. If I if I ever, you know, grow out of performing, you know, um, but even even still, I would still didn't think I would ever actually use those in a show. Well, come to find out. <laughs> You know, there's a line in um, the last show, um, anything you hear and only half of what you see, there's a running line that's done in several different languages. Being, and I am one of those characters who actually says that line more than once. Right. And so, um, in that show I ended up using, speaking Russian, Mandarin Chinese, and Spanish. Now, two of those languages I have very, uh, very little experience with. Right. You know, um, but we got to the table read, and they were like, "Oh my God, how she's how she ever gonna do this Chinese?" And you know, I looked at the line, and I was like, "There's um, this actually isn't written." <laughs> You're like correcting it, right? <laughs> so I looked up what, like the actual way you would say it, you know, trying to not be like that. I'm the smartest person in the room. Man, this is wrong, yeah. you know. Like all respect to the director and the and the playwright. Sure. And they were like, "All right, let's hear it." And so I did it, and they were like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> like the Chinese, they thought it was going to be the, the hard part, but no. Um, and you know, for the other two, the other two languages, I don't really know Russian at all. Yeah. Um, but I was able to contact a colleague who speaks it. And I was like, hey, can you say this line for me? Um, record it, send it back to me. And you know, I listened to it, and because I was taught the phonetic alphabet, I was able to write it in such a way that I could read it on paper and, you know, reproduce those sounds that she was making. Is that networking? Yeah, it's the, it's the networking and, and, and the training, you yeah. know? Sometimes, sometimes you learn stuff, and you're like, "I'll never." There's only uh-huh. one specific instance where I'll have to use it, and then you find out that's not true that's at all. You know, um, and that's that's probably my favorite part about it all is breaking expectations. And I think that's a good place. We kind of have to wrap it up. The last couple minutes, <laughs> um, but. No, there's so much I want to talk to you about Skull Cruise, and I want to cut the mic, we're going to talk about martial arts movies, because that's a whole new podcast I'm doing now. No, okay, because um, Bruce Lee is the whole reason I wanted to learn Chinese, so... Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're going to follow that up on the Chan cast, <laughs> the Chan cast. Um, but a couple of questions I, always, I want to start asking people when, when it's just like, kind of centering around doing arts in the Phoenix area, uh-huh. you know, that's, since that's not a major city, I really want to kind of spread the love a little bit, spread the inspiration there. So, since you've been here, thinking about the people that you've worked with, like, who is somebody who's kind of inspired you that is in the valley? In the valley? Ah, oh, there's so many people. I have to start probably with my essential theater 
family. Um, even though I'm no longer with them, they are all such wonderfully talented artists who are all doing wonderful things around the valley all the time. Um, our director, Susan, Susan Southern, um, is a wonderful woman. She's a writer. Um, known very well here in the valley for that. Um, Lorenzo Aragorn is our fearless leader, and he acts and directs um, Iris Huey. Uh, that's H U E Y. She is a director, actress, um, wonderful woman, uh, goes to networking events, always is always posting about an upcoming thing. She um, writes original. Um, writes original stuff uh, is, and is always casting and trying to put together new shows and create new pieces. Um, Carly Bates, who just recently joined us, uh, she's wonderful and she's a musician. Um, I'm trying to get through all of this without like looking them over. Sally Joe Bano. Um, oh, I feel like you're doing like an Oscar seat right yeah, now. She's, <laughs> she's an actress. She's actually in Bullets Over Broadway oh, awesome, um, with man. Phoenix Theater right yeah. now. Um, Brian Swice. Uh, is a wonderful actor, singer, does a lot of stuff around the valley as well. Uh, who else? Kim Manning, um, wonderful actress, uh, does a lot of work with Child's Play. Okay. Uh, our musician, Henry Bernard. Uh, he's a wonderful drummer, um, musician. Uh, actually, I, he recently published a book on like music. <laughs> um, it gives lessons now, I believe, um, and just lo all lovely, wonderful people who are working here that's literally awesome. all the time. Yeah, that's a great list. That's, a, that's list. a lovely list. Um, Tony and Taylor Machete. I got to work with them. For the listeners, I'm holding up a sign that says <laughs> reference me right now. No. Um. <laughs> uh, they are wonderful people. I get to do a production with them, and they are wonderful actors. Um, doing stuff here in the valley, I hope to hear more about. Um, so many people, and I could go on and on. Uh, there are people I've worked with through Stray Cat Theater, who are wonderful. Um, wonderful people with uh, Nearly Naked Theater, and um, wonderful, wonderful... I'll, I'll end with um, Jericho Thomas, who was um, one of my first... He was my first here in the valley. Um, <laughs> I got to be naked on stage with him. Um, got to be um, the director, wonderful right? castmate, yeah. and the uh, playwright, playwright of okay. um, Rights, which is the uh, current production I'm in right now. Um, that I believe is going up March. Here, I'll get you the date. Yeah, yeah. Anything that she had to plug. Yeah. Yes. You just wrapped up Permanent Collection, right? That's I no longer... I did just wrap up Permanent Collection. Fantastic There's so many, show. So good. So many wonderful people yeah. within that cast as well. Um, PhoenixStages.com is a wonderful way to reference all of these shows that I've been in and see the cast list. And all of those names are people that I would recommend or wonderful people that are doing things here in the Valley. Um, but right, uh, we'll be opening March 23rd. Uh, and runs through Sunday, March 26th. And you know, should, where people can like, find get that? Or um, get so we have a Facebook event page. Also, if you follow Jericho Thomas on Facebook and or Twitter, there should be information there. Jericho Thomas. 
Um, tickets available at rightsphx.eventbrite.com is the website they can go to, I guess, to purchase nice. tickets. Okay. Woo! Um, and so I'll wrap it up with, uh, if you had to give one piece of advice to someone who wanted to start um, an arts career, like specifically a theater career in Phoenix, what do you feel like you want to tell them? So many things. Oh my god. One thing. One. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, one. How would you inspire them? <laughs> show, show up. Don't, don't, some, don't worry so much about am I qualified? Can I do it? Will they hire me? Will they like me? Show up. State who you are and what you feel you bring to the table, and let them figure out the rest. I love it. All right, so thank you so much, Ryan, Ryan, Lene, Jenkins. <laughs> That's what the L stands for, as we all know. I'm gonna cut the other part out. Ryan um, L Jenkins on Facebook and yes. at oh, Ryan yeah. L Jenkins on Twitter. By all means, yes, yeah. check it out yeah, for any kind of upcoming show times. And again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right. If you or someone you know is an artist of any kind who would like to share their experiences working in the Phoenix area, or if you just want to tell me how awesome the podcast is, write into starvingartistsphx at gmail.com. Again, it's starvingartistsphx at gmail.com.